You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Leo in the studio with us, actually. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. David. It's good Thanks, to have Tabitha. you here. Good to see your face, Tabitha. <laughs> happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to all our listeners. What time did you have to get up to get <laughs> here? I had to get up at 4.30. Wow. Yeah. yeah at 4.30, we left at, uh, I left at 5 to mm. drive down to Hobart. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for the effort. Mm-hmm. It's good to have you here. Um, so I believe, how was your weekend? Do you want to? I had a really good weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at uh, Deloraine Church, and uh, we talked about the three angels' message. We've been going through the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. and we're up to Revelation 14. And uh, I could have preached for about five hours on that topic, but <laughs> you know, just just looking at it, talking about it, it just excites me, you know. We're living, we're living in uh, interesting and you know, definitely the last days. The prophecy all all says that, and uh, even though um, yeah, we can see things happening around us, we know that God still has His eye on us, and uh, Jesus is coming soon. And so that's such great news, you know. Yeah. It's such a great opportunity. Be on the radio to do to talk about it is yeah. is such a great opportunity. But we had a really good fellowship, um, just really good vibe, you know. After our studies and. Um, Sabbath school week and lunch uh, was was great, and then um, we have a thing called Pathfinders. You know what Pathfinders is, Tabitha? Yeah, yeah of course. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I was a Pathfinder. Sh- sh- pa- me too. I was a Pathfinder too. <laughs> I remember children. making a vow. Sorry, I remember I said I will never like I will be part of this club until I'm old, like too old to actually. Right. <laughs> you can't believe I'm no longer like a Pathfinder. Yeah. Oh, you better get, get back to it. But my took my children to Pathfinders in, in mm. Devonport and. Um, yeah, and on the Sunday, that was yesterday. It seems so far away that I can't remember what happened yesterday. We must have a. Oh yes, we we um we had a, a time together as a family. It was really really wonderful. Huh. Yeah, it's good to get um to spend some time on the Absolutely. weekend with family. Yeah. Um. So I believe today you're talking about justice and fairness. Um. How do you want to get this started? I want to start with this is just to give a bit of a um. An intro to this parable. This is probably my favorite parable out of all the parables that Jesus tells. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Matthew 20, but I want to start off with some of the silly laws <laughs> that we have in Australia. Mm-hmm. Here's one. <clears throat> it says, in Melbourne, it is against the law to vacuum between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. during weekdays and 10 p.m. and 9 a.m. during weekends. I had no idea. I thought it was out of like respect. It's... Just being respectful. Being yeah. 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 I didn't know it was actually a law. It's, it's, it's strange, but there's a reason why these laws are there, right? Yeah. Here's another one, I, and I, have no re, I haven't really studied this out. It's just I'm on a website uh, at the moment called Weird Laws in Australia. It says um, it is illegal to dress up as Robin and Batman. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, perhaps... Perhaps there was a time that people were dressing up as them and some of the civilians were coming out and saying, hey, Batman, Robin, come, please help me. I've got a problem. I don't know. And they just said, that's enough. Yeah, you wouldn't know why they, it's actually a law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and here's, here's one that's specific to people in Melbourne. Hmm. You must have a neck-to-knee swimsuit in order to swim at Brighton Beach. 
I don't know where Brighton Beach is, mm-hmm. but that's I a law. What it is like? There are there sharks? There, like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't is know. But old, is it? Does it apply to? It doesn't say whether it applies to just women, or does it apply to men as well? Like to have a swimsuit from the neck to the knee. But these mm-hmm. are these are some laws that have been put there, mm. and. Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy if somebody was to apply it. You know, could you imagine? Could you imagine somebody knocking your door and saying, "Hey, um, you're actually vacuuming at the wrong time," you mm. know, or, or something like that? But yeah. or uh, ring the police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I wanted to get into this because you know, we we are talking about fairness. Mm. You know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to fairness, there has to be some type of rule or law or some type of code of conduct mm. for everyone to abide by. Yeah. You know, um, I think of. I'm a parent, yeah. And Tabitha, you haven't had to deal with this uh, mm. yet, but I wonder: Have you ever been in a position, maybe in Pathfinders or somewhere, where you've had to make a decision for other people, and you know, you're, you're trying to be fair? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not like in Pathfinders, but like when I have when like two friends are in an. Disagreement, yeah, in a, <laughs> they're going through a dispute, and this one is sharing their story, and the other one is sharing also their story. Like, I will, I am in that situation at the moment actually with my two housemates. They are sort of like, um, yeah, in sort of like a dispute. It's not really bad, but then I'm trying to be fair, not to take, I'm trying not to take sides. You're trying to be neutral. Yeah, trying to be neutral. You yeah. know, someone, this one is sharing the side of the story. And I'm seeing their point, but then I just don't want to sound like I'm taking anyone's right. side. So you're trying to be, so, yeah. trying to be neutral. Yeah, as best as it's possible. not really being fair, but just, yeah, being neutral. Mm. Right. Okay, so. That's that. That be different to a situation where you're a parent, or if you've been a supervisor or a team leader at, at work, um, or a teacher at school. But what I often find with my kids, regardless of what the situation may be, I hear these three words quite often. Mm. It's not fair, right? They usually look at each other and go like, "If um, if my oldest boy gets more food." Then my youngest, my youngest boy might go, well, that's not fair. He's got more, you know? And you have to say, well, he's got more body than you too, you know? Like, (laughs) let's, let's, let's work this through. But, you know, as, as a, as a parent, you've got to try and explain to your children why it's fair. And I can't help but feel that, um, this is, this is a parable where Jesus is trying to say, you know, as your God, this is the way my mind operates. And it may not make sense to you, but I need you to understand this is how it works. Right, so we're going to Matthew twenty. Mm. Um, Matthew twenty. This that's where our, uh, our our parables coming from. I need to remind our listeners uh, when we started the series, we had um, four parables where we looked at the kingdom of God, mm. and last week we began a, a new part where I'm going to do five parables. This will be the second one on um, the plan of salvation. How God is teaching us through parables what salvation looks like. Mm. So that's what we're going to, this is going to be the second part to it. So mm. can I say a prayer before we get into the reading, Tabitha? Sure. Yeah, okay, let's pray. Father in heaven, as we read and hear this parable, we just pray, Lord, that we can just get an inkling of what it means to to know fairness and justice like you do. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, and just to remind our listeners that uh, you can catch up on the previous episodes, like what um, David shared last week and what the other presenters have already shared from um, the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Or you can even listen from um, 
live as we do our programs live and also our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, you can text any questions or any feedback, and also we'd appreciate some responses to our listener questions. And uh, we have a listener question. Maybe we should pause it after reading the passage. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have New King James uh, version. Mm-hmm. Did you want me to open a different version? No, this is fine. Okay. Yep. So this is the parable of the workers in the vineyard. Um, do you want me to read one to... 16, please. Yep. Yep. Okay. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing here? idle all day, they said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right you will receive. Um, so when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those, when those came who were hired about 11th hour, they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only an hour, and you made them equal to us, who have borne um, the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Um, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. Amen. Um, we are running out of time in this section, so um, David will expound more on that um, mm-hmm. in the next section. Uh, before we go for a break, we have a question for listeners. Have you ever received something so good that you felt you didn't deserve it? Um, please share your experience with us. Our first song is The Cold by Matt and Josie Minikas. Sometimes I think I have to be Perfect for God to use me I think I have to know it all Never stumble, never fall I focus on all my inadequacies Instead of what Christ can do through me I forget to trust and I can't quite see That God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the call And He'll supply your every need When you choose to give Him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies 
God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies the called, and He'll supply your every need. We choose to give Him all. You can't be too big for God to use, but you'll never be too small. 'Cause God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies His called. So don't hinder God with what you say you can't do. Just be willing and ready to be used. Go where He leads with a heart that is willing. No telling what He'll do through. God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called, and He'll supply your every need when you choose to give Him all. You can be too big for God to use, but you'll never be too small. 'Cause God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies His called. No, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies His called. That was the called by uh, Matt and Josie Minikas, and you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo, and uh, David is talking about. Um, Justice and fairness, uh, which he's drawing from this parable in the book of Matthew, um, twenty-six verse one to six, and it's the parable of the workers in the vineyard. And uh, before we went for a break, we asked our listeners a question, um, and encouraging our listeners to share if they've been, if they've had an experience where they felt um they were treated. Or they were given something that was so good and they didn't deserve it, or even received a treatment that um they felt they didn't deserve, like it was mm-hmm. too good. Uh, please share your experience on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And we have a free book offer. It's called the Prodigal Father, and uh, it's stories of God's prodigal grace, and that is by David Marshall. I uh, will give you more information later on. Um, so, David, in the previous section, I finished <laughs> reading the this parable. Um, how are you going to expound on it? Um, yeah, I think just to summarize so we can understand why we've asked you that question, whether you've received something where you just felt like, wow, this is so gracious and generous, I don't feel like I deserve it. Mm. Uh, it's going to make sense when, once we look into the parable because the parable, if we put it into 
to uh, layman's uh, understanding into our, in our modern time. Do you know, this is like somebody going out to look for workers. It doesn't give us the time. It says early in the morning, and he asks them, I'm going to give you a day's wage. And mm. these people all agree. Yep, let's do that. He comes back, and then it gives us a time. Mm. It gives us a time in the, in the Bible where it says... The, ta- 11, the sixth, the ninth, and then the 11th. You know, it's one thing I noticed when he go- went out to... Um, get more laborers he didn't say the exact amount he no. just said i'll give you what is right what is right and they yeah. agreed right yeah. so the sixth hour is like nine o'clock in the morning yeah and then he's gone again you know uh, the ninth hour then he's gone again the limit they've just said and so all of them they said he said i'll give you the, the right amount mm. now when they worked all day uh when they worked the hours that they worked and the eleventh hours wor- workers worked one hour you know that's all they had to work and um, when the pay, when, when the the vineyard owner told his servant, "Hey, gather them up. We're gonna we're gonna start paying them, mm. right?" Um, the ones that came first were were the the ones that came last, right? So the eleventh hour workers that worked one hour, they came, and as they were queuing, it was the guys that came last first, and it worked backwards until the the, the guys at the back of the queue were the ones that were there all day from the early hours of the morning, mm. and. Um, you just imagine if they was in the queue mm. and they witnessed the people in the front, the 11th hour workers, mm. getting their day's wage. Let's put that in modern terms. Let's say you make three to $400 in a day, mm. right? And you see them, they're like, man, they, well, that's, that's a good job if you're getting that much, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and, the, and you're at the back and you look at them and you're like, whoa. Oh, they got gonna a get day, a lot they, Yeah, they got, they got a four days wage for an hour. That means when it gets to me, you know, whatever hours I've worked, I'm going to make a make a mozza, you know. Mm. And then the next person gets paid, and he, they look, wait, they got the same. Mm. The next lot get paid. What? Yeah, by the time, you know, by the time it's getting to your turn, you're probably turning to each other. Hey, we need to form a union. You know, yeah. like we got to, <laughs> this 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 isn't right. We're not going to get paid for what we worked. Yeah. And logically, anybody that reads this parable, even when I read it now and I hear this parable, it still doesn't make sense that you're not going to get paid for the hours that you worked. Mm. But the way this is set up, the way this parable is set up, if you look at um if you look at the verse just before just before Matthew nineteen, uh Matthew twenty, it's Matthew nineteen verse thirty. Mm-hmm. And Matthew nineteen verse thirty says this and, and I'll give you context of the story. Uh, Peter Peter's watching Jesus talking to some some people, right? Mm-hmm. And Peter notices that when Jesus engages with uh, people that are rich and realize that they're not going to make it to heaven, Peter realizes, man, I'm not a rich guy. What what hope is there for me? And he finishes, Jesus uses a sentence at the end, Matthew 19, verse 30. It says, but many who are first will be last and the last first. Mm. But many who are first will be last and the last first. That's how, that's 19 verse 30. Then he jumps into this parable. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of the parable, in verse 16, it says, Mm -hmm. so the last will be first and the first last. Right. So can you hear a similarity? Yeah. And can you see the difference? Yes. It's, um... The other way around. It's the other way around, right? Yeah. So 19 verse 30 says, Many who are first will be last, and the last first. But this one says, in, in Matthew 20, it says, So the last will be first, and the first last. Mm. So it's it's kind of like uh, the introduction and the finishing, it's turned on its head. 
and what the parable of Jesus is actually turning our understanding of fairness on its head, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Jesus saying, well, this is what I see as being fair. And, and this whole rhetoric, the way this, this, uh, this parable is played out, um, you know, in Australia, we all know a good joke, you know? When, when somebody tells a tells a joke, you know straight away when they when they begin with this kind of word. Um, there were three men working in the forest. Mm-hmm. The first man says, and you know, the first man's going to do something. Yeah. The second man's going to do something, and when you get to the third man, the punchline comes, and you ha ha ha. Right? The punchline. <laughs> that's that's the part where this uh, where the action is. Mm. The parable is written in such a way where. You know what the first, the early hour workers are going to do? Second, you know, the, the, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, the eleventh. You've got a repetition. Okay, I can see what's going on. And then there's suspense. Suspense comes at the pay, payday, mm-hmm. you know, with pay, pay time. What? They're not, they're not getting paid differently? They, they're getting paid the same for working. You yes, know? hours. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, imagine working all those hours and getting paid the same as the ones that work for one hour. Mm. The people that work for one hour will be, wow, I'm so grateful. You know, the generosity. I don't deserve, I don't deserve to get a day's wage for working one hour, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. You know, this is awesome. And you've got the grumpy ones and you've got the happy ones, right? And this is very much in contrast to what we talked about last week with the parable of the son that returns. Do you remember? Mm. Oh, yeah. You've got the... Eldest son. you got the eldest son yeah. who's been there the whole time and he's saying, hey, we shouldn't take back this, our younger brother, right? Mm. And the context is still, still the same. Jesus is imploring and he's trying to say to the, to the Jews who have had the gospel message since the beginning, they've been the ones, they've been the chosen ones to spread the news of God and now that Jesus is here, Jesus is saying, this news is going to all the world. The mm. whole world needs to understand this. And they're saying, wait a minute. We've been doing this from the beginning. Surely we deserve some type of, you know, some type of separation, Spaceship. some type of elite <laughs> elite platform where we can sit and do the things. And Jesus just saying, uh, no, the same gospel, that, that, uh, that the cross that I died on, the resurrection that I rose from, mm. the hope that I'm giving to the world that I'm returning and coming soon, that is not for just one particular group that worked all the hours. That's for everybody. Mm. So, whoa, man, how, how are you supposed to swallow that, right? Like, and the punchline comes. The punchline comes in verse 15. Mm. In verse 15, when the last people complain, and rightfully so, I can't help but take their side. Yeah, you've got a, you've got a thing to argue about, right? Yeah. I worked all these hours and you're going to pay me the same as those guys. I should be getting triple what they got, at least. Hmm. Right, at least. But the question that Jesus asks, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Right, so here's the, that's the first part of the question. Hmm. I'm, the, I'm the one that owns the vineyard. <laughs> I'm the one that owns the world. I'm the one that created the hills and the valleys and the milk, everything that you feed on and everything that you receive. Everything I, that you think is yours. <laughs> yeah, I own that. You know, so that's the first part of the question. The first part of the question is, is it not lawful me to, lawful for me to do what I wish for my own things? Second part is, or is your eye evil because I am good? Mm, that hits different. Oh, that punchline. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you're complaining and then, you, and then he's saying, hey, uh, you realize you're standing on my vineyard. Mm. 
Mm. Do you know who invited you here? Oh, yeah. Do you know who owns the money on the table? Mm. Do you not like the fact that I'm generous? Is that what it is? That, man, and all the listeners that are hearing this question, you're feeling the same way I'm feeling right now. Mm. Dear Lord, humble me. <laughs> Some, somehow make me see the kingdom the way you see the kingdom. Mm. Somehow make me see fairness and justice the way you see fairness and justice because this parable is really throwing me into an uncomfortable situation where I think what they're saying is fair, but that question that you're asking has a lot of legitimacy and it makes sense. You're the God of the universe and yet I would dare say to you, that's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair, Lord. Like, man, is it? You know, like, do, oh, the, the questions, there's some questions that, that uh, God asks Job. <laughs> he says to Job, Job, were you there when I created the mountains? Were you there when I made the sunshine? Were you there when, and Job, he could, he could, oh, no, I wasn't there. You know, like, I, and then we, we dare say, Lord, you know, uh, and look, this is this is going to hit different. Maybe I'll challenge it uh, more more so next. But mm. all the all the things you know, the news they hit it really hard when something bad happens. The immediate question was: Is where was God? Mm. Where was God? And we're challenging. We're saying to we're saying in that moment, I know what's fair. God doesn't. Mm. <laughs> do we dare? Do we dare step into those those type of arenas? Uh, Tabitha, I'm not bold enough. I'm not bold enough to to do that, you know, mm. to, to say to God, God, I don't think you know what you're doing. <laughs> not after what you've experienced. <laughs> no, not exactly. when you know what you do. Mm. Um, yeah, just remind our listeners to share with us if they've been in a situation where they received mm. an undeserving... It's not like undeserving, but you just received you some kind like of treatment, yeah. yeah. And you yeah. thought, oh, this is so good. Um, I don't feel like I deserve this, but thank you. Um, yeah, please share with us if you've been in that situation. Um, text is on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And uh, just to remind us, our free book offer is called The Prodigal Father, and it has it contains stories of God's prodigal grace, and um, that is by David Marshall. And we'll give you more information in the next section. Mm. Measure of a Man by Colin Buchan and coming up. The autumn sun Warmed the sand Of the river running Under open skies And let the days slip by A measure of a man isn't found In the dollars in his pocket Or in where he lives in town It's what lies deep within Past the color of his skin When we look there We begin to understand 
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Measure of a Man by Colin Buchanan and you're listening to Tazian Encounters with David and um, David Leo is explaining on um, this parable of the workers in the vineyard and I'll just remind our listeners to share with us um, if they've been experienced um, a situation where they mm. received a treatment that was really good and they felt that they didn't deserve it or you just received something from someone and you just felt like, oh, yeah, I just, it was too good. You didn't expect it. You didn't deserve it. I appreciate with us if you've been in that situation on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. 891 So, David, in the previous section, you've, uh, you explained this parable of the workers in the vineyard and you drew our attention to the um, 
what you reverse the punchline. Mm. Um, that is uh, verse 15 where the <laughs> landowner asks, like, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? And then he's going ahead and asking, is your eye evil because I am good? Yeah. Well, a that, really interesting. And that really changes the whole point of how we look at this um, scenario. Um, do you have anything else to add on this? Absolutely. That's, uh, I, I finished off with um, talking about the measurement or, or the fairness that God exercises. You know, it's, it's totally opposite to the metric system that we're used to. The metric system that you, we're used to is you get paid for the hours that you work. Hmm. And then Christ comes. You know, and I've wrestled. Oh, is Christ doing a Bernie, Bernie Sanders? Is this, is this socialism? Is this communism? Is this what's what's Jesus doing here? And what we understand, the answer to that question is the punchline. He's trying to say, I'm the one that owns everything. You know, like is it is it not is your is it evil, Tabitha? Is it evil if somebody says mm-hmm. they want to know Jesus? And last week, they were burgling houses, they were defrauding businesses, they were making some families suffer because of their criminal activities, mm. and then today they say, I want to know Jesus, and they then Jesus forgives them, and they change their whole lives, mm. and you sit there going, what, what have you done, Lord? Mm. Why, why have you given them grace and mercy? Mm-hmm. Why have you forgiven them? Mm. You know, like... I think when you know better, like when you've experienced God's grace, when you know yourself, you're not righteous and um, God has, you know, been merciful to you, then you don't see it as, you don't look at it that way as such. Well, you you mean... <laughs> like the big brother in, the, par- in the, the parable last week. Yeah. Yeah, they should have seen it that way. My father's been exercising grace to me to let me live in this house. Yeah. <laughs> he feeds me. You know, I, I get l- breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Mm. I, I've got food on my... I've I got clothes on my back. Mm. You know, like, when you realize, you know, when you take a moment out to be gra- grateful for mm. what's happening, right? Mm. And, and like you said, you pay it forward. Mm. When God has exercised that grace and mercy to you, then you do it, yeah, then you mean to do it to others. Mm. And, and God is showing to us, and He's showing to the, um, the 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 people that felt that they had deserve, uh, they had rights to the gospel message more than others. That no, no, um, this thing that I've done, any human that accepts it mm. will receive it. Mm. You know, it's not it's not a um, it's, there's no there's no class system here. There's no uh, gold, silver, bronze membership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is this thing that I that, that Jesus the way uh, says that I am the way the truth and the life I am for everybody mm. and are you you know are you okay with that does that measurement work for you you know maybe maybe in a, in a very Christian sense uh, maybe there are some people that accept Jesus that don't ha- don't have the same haircut as you they don't have the same type of lifestyle as you mm. they don't talk the same way as you mm. and our thought is Oh yeah, and that's what we heard from that song, the measure of a man. The measure of a man, right? Yeah, yeah correct. You know, like that they might not have all those things, and you're thinking to yourself, no. In order for you to be accepted by Jesus, you must look like me, or you must sound like me, you must whatever like me. And Jesus says, no. the The way you're gonna, the way I'm gonna teach you, you're gonna see people accept grace and mercy and forgiveness and everything that I offer. You're gonna see people outside of the scope that you understand. 
and you're going to try and see them from my perspective. Mm. And that that is that is a big call because if I don't want to, you know, the question, or is your eye evil? My answer that I want to give is, I don't want my eye to be evil. Mm. I, I want to celebrate with you <laughs> that you are good. Mm. Yeah, I want to celebrate. You're a good God, mm. you know, and, and I want to, I don't want my eye to be gracious that when you say, uh, yes, I'm going to give this, per- you know, this person deserves that grace. I want to be the person to go, yes, because you are God. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're, you're the one that has a plan of salvation. You're the one that gave everything, you know. Um, in fact, that the last shall be first, and the first shall be last, you know, that, that type of uh, playoff, um, those who exalt themselves will be humble. Those who are humble will be exalted. Mm. This is a very common theme that Jesus preaches. It comes up quite often in different different ways. It comes up very often. And he's teaching this over and over again. Mm. My people, those that have received my grace and my mercy, those who confess my name as Jesus Christ, please understand. Look at Philippians 5. You know, He who do not consider it robbery to be equal with God, Mm. who came, became lower than the angels, who became a man, who became a servant, who died the death on the cross that that a criminal should get. Mm. Did he deserve that? Exactly, right? Mm. You know, if we look at that metric system, the God of the universe doing that, pull yourself, pull ourselves up. Oh, is my eye evil because he's good? Mm. You know, does does he not deserve to do anything he wants with what he owns? And, you know, this is this is where the rubber really meets the road. And you're talking about this in the break, Tabitha, mm-hmm. where you, know, you bring some things to prayer and say, Lord, you know, you know, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, you got to give that responsibility to somebody else. Lord. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I must trust the Lord that he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. God knows what he's blessed me with. God knows what my situation is. God knows what is best for me. How do I how do I move by trusting that the Lord knows the metric system. The Lord knows this is the measurement for you, and th- this is how I know. This is how far you can go. You know, and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to reveal things to you. When it comes to the world, we have definitely come to a point where um, when bad things happen around the world, and and God gets gets the uh, blame for it all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when when things when there's a tsunami. When the World Wars One and Two happened with Ukraine and Russia, or things like this, where is God? You know, if God is good, why isn't He stopping this from happening? Mm. You know, and, and and the question comes. The question in verse fifteen comes. Mm-hmm. Right? Is is God responsible? Is, is God uh, absent when evil things happen? Yeah. You know? It's a it's a it's a crazy way to look at fairness and justice, but in the bigger picture, individually, God knows what's best for us. Globally, God knows what's best for us. Mm. He's given us warnings of what will happen when we are when we choose to have God absent from our life. And it's always a crazy thing, you know, when we don't think about God, but as soon as there is a global some type of massive disaster, then we where's God? <laughs> where is God? Well, where is God? Where, what have you done with God? You know, like what have you done with Him? You know, and I'm so glad for things like Faith FM because we're we're still proclaiming God is right here. God knows what is fair. God will judge righteously, and I want to be able to trust Him with that. Mm. How do we learn to trust Him? 
why we've got to spend time in, in, in the Word, spend time in prayer, you know, and, and, and we come to an understanding, man, this is, God is a good God. Mm. He knows what to do with his resources. And I want my, my eye to be righteous, not evil, mm. and, and celebrate when God's, when God gives mercy and grace to people that don't deserve it. Mm. I want to say, dear Lord, praise God that you're, you're an awesome God and mm. a loving God. Mm. 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 Indeed. Um, so our free book of uh, The Prodigal Father, I'm just giving us some more information. Um, the Bible has many prodigal sons and daughters, but only one prodigal father. The focal picture of God's revelation of himself through scripture is the father in Jesus' story of the lost son, um, which is what we discussed last week. But it's sort of related to um, what David is sharing today. Um, in the Father, there is no unchrist-likeness at all. If we think that, that it, it is because we have misunderstood something, grace acts over both testaments like a rainbow. The invitation of grace sounds through every book. Um, we'll give you the codes to claim this book after the break. Uh, the, our next song is Fairest Lord Jesus by Ali Rogers.
What a beautiful song, Fairest Lord Jesus by Ali Rogers. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with um, David Leo. And uh, David is talking about um, justice and fairness drawn from this parable of the workers in the vineyard. And uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim our free book offer, which is um, The Prodigal Father by David Marshall. Um, the code is Encounter 6. Text encounter number six. Do not put any space in between. Um, send that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll send this book, which contains stories of God's prodigal grace. Um, David, in the previous section, you shared different scenarios explaining how God um works, just um how God uh, shows mercy to different people, and uh, you gave a few examples like um the story of Job. Mm. Um. Yeah. So, how would you like to finish off um this pro today's program? Yeah, I want to. I want to make sure that our listeners understand. Um, some some people might get this idea that oh, you know, God doesn't care about what we think and our understanding of fairness. No, that's definitely not the case. The Bible does uh does reveal to us that He does care about. You know, it, it says in Psalms that um, we can't number the. The, the amount of thoughts that God thinks toward us. Mm-hmm. You know, like he does care about what we think, but he also knows what's best for us and has our best interests at heart. And I can best put this in, um, you know, in, in explanation with my 11-year-old daughter. <laughs> so she's, she's coming to an age where she can make um, decisions. In fact, uh, just last week she asked me this question. She said, um, if, some, if, if, a, if a parent wanted medicine for their child, is it wrong that they go steal it from the hospital? Right. So she's she's in that type of mind frame where she can she's talking about fairness, moral ethics. So she's at that stage. And mm-hmm. quite often when she um wants to do something, she asks to do something or we give advice to her about, hey listen, um at this age these things are happening, so I want to give you this advice. Um as your dad, I'll explain something to her. She um she will say something like, Oh that doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't see, I don't see how that's going to be helpful. But I'm going to trust you that mm. you know what you're talking about, mm. right? So, and that's 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 this type of thing. Mm. Right? Like that's the type of relationship we have with God because we know that God has our best interests at heart. You know, like He really wants to um, reveal to us what I'm doing is fair. In fact. I know we talk about the kingdom parables. Uh, that was the first part of this par- parable series, but it says in Corinthians, First Corinthians six, it talks about how, at the time of judgment, at the time where Jesus receives his kingdom, his kingdom people to himself, he allows them the time to look through the decisions that he made of whether he's fair or not. Mm. You know. That type of transparency, mm. you know, you like know we, he's the creator. He yeah. knows what he's doing, but then he's just giving us that opportunity. Right? Like, why? Mm. We, we we don't we don't deserve that, right? We don't deserve that. Type, but this is the type of God that God is. Um, you know, because I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm absolutely certain those those that want to that, that love Jesus now and those that will uh, come to a loving relationship. And a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm pretty sure they're not. They're going to say, "Uh, you don't have to show us." Mm. Like we're not in a position to right now. We're not in a position to say, 
You know what? We're going to critic. I don't, I, I don't agree with this one. You know, like we're going to be tr- so trusting, but God would still do that for us. You know, um, we asked the listeners a question earlier. Uh, when's the time that you got grace where you felt like you didn't deserve it? And, um, you know, during my time at college, uh, it was coming to, we're about to round, uh, wrap things up. You know, it was our last year of college and uh, my parents wanted to do something big. You know, uh, we were about to move to Tasmania because we got a call to Tasmania. And uh, we started counting up the costs and going, wait a minute, you know, we're going we're gonna to come up short, right? So my wife and I, guess what we started doing? Hmm. Praying. Praying, right? Hmm. Yeah, we didn't, like, I did not want to ask my parents for money. I did not want to ask her parents for any money. Um, I didn't want to start some type of social media thing. Hey, help us out. I was like, if God wants this to happen, mm. it's going to happen. Mm. Right. And so we, we started praying and some of the greatest things happened. You know, like I go to the, I, I go up to the, um, to the office to collect my mail. And, you know, one of the elders from, from uh, Brisbane that we used to get a church with, He's got a card to encourage soccer, soccer me. Congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And then there's some money. Wow. I'm like, wow. Wow. Okay. wow praise the Lord for that, right? Mm. And then I get home and um, uh, somebody's dropped off some, some uh, an envelope there. Mm. $1,000 somebody decided oh to do it. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and it didn't say who it was. It just said, um, here is something to encourage you that we believe in your ministry. You know how great that feels? Man, I was like... Did you feel like you deserved it? No, not <laughs> at all. Just an example. Not at all, right? <laughs> and then, there, yeah, there were, there were a couple of others. Um, would you know at the, at the graduation where we had the graduation party, mm. a couple came, and if they're listening to this, man, bless you, bless you, people for believing in this ministry, um, and in our ministry, and uh, they came around to congratulate, and were like, hey, come have a feed, you know, come, come, whatever. But they didn't stay behind for feed. They said, David, we just want to give you this and say that. We believe in the work that you're doing for God. Mm. I was like, man, not only did I did I feel like, man, I don't deserve this. Mm. I felt like, man, I better do a good work for God. Mm. You know, that was wow. being held accountable. And and at the end of the day, when it comes to praying, when, when my wife and I kneel down, we're reminded, God says, I know what's best for you. You know, like all those things that you were worried about and anxious about, man. And, you know, here, here we are. <laughs> Four years later, we're, we're still here and we, we're doing the ministry. And I and I'll never forget the graciousness and the generosity of these people. Mm. And I and I want to pay it forward as much as possible. Mm. But um, this is the type of this is the type of fairness and justice that God works with. And the best thing that we can do, mm. the best thing we can do, and this is this is how I want to. If, if you don't remember anything, remember this: be grateful that you were invited to the vineyard, mm. and be grateful that we can work the vineyard. Mm. That's the that's the right attitude to come with. Yeah, mm. yeah. You have no right to it. Like um, God showed mercy to you mm. in the first place, so allow Him to show mercy to others as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that powerful sharing, David. And uh, we thank God that you're here. You're doing God's work, and praise God for all that happened to you. Um, mm. What do you have for us next week? Next week, the title is it's going to be a parable from Matthew 22. Yeah. And it's called uh, Come Have a Feed. 
Wow. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. So Jane, David, and um, Jason, next week actually mm-hmm. won't be me <laughs> to hear more of what he has to share. And um, tomorrow we have Peter Watts and um, Jason. Peter will be talking about the test. Hmm. All right. A bit of a... Mm, mystery there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So join Peter tomorrow to hear more of what he has to share. And... Um, just remind our listeners the code to claim our free book offer, which is the book The Prodigal Father by uh, David Marshall is Encounter 6. Text Encounter number 6. Oh, Encounter 6. Don't put any space in between. Text that to 048 and uh, we'll be able to send that the book to you. And uh, thank you for joining us today, wherever you are. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. Um, we're going out with this beautiful song called Fishers of Men by Rhonda Vincent. Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Peter, John, and James could never be the same. After they heard him say, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy Rise and follow me I'll make you fishers of men Rise and follow me I'll make you worthy Rise and follow me I'll make you fishers of men Cast your nets aside And join the battle tide He will be your guide to make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus bore the cross to gather in the lost. Oh, what a mighty cost to set us free from sin. He said, Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men.